It's the month of March, and this month, Streaming Things is brought to you by Chester Copperpot, Trey Barrera, Conrad, Luke and Sarah, Dave Malfara, Rabbit Dog in a Barbie Car, Jose Ruben Cruz Rodriguez, Thomas Alexander, Emmy, Joe Velez, Valerie, Stanton Valentino, Aaron Layton, Crystal Trujillo, John Collins Goes, Andrew Gray, Jen Robinson, Kate, Chloe Richardson, Kalisha Reeves, Kiki Newton, Kevin Strother, Jeanette Murphy, Casey McCain, and Enza. Welcome back. My name is Chris. My name's Madison. And I'm Steve. And this is Streaming Things with a very special episode for you. Uh, over on the Patreon feed, uh, probably right right now, not later this week. Right, right uh, now, as you're listening. Each month, the, the patrons are allowed to vote on a, a special movie. And they chose Twister from 1996. Classic. So over on Patreon, we're going to be doing our full scene-by-scene, play-by-play breakdown, full of corny gags. That's our shtick. On Twister, which is a movie that we all love from back in the day. But we actually got Sean Whalen, uh, who starred in the movie, with all kinds of fun tidbits about making the film and his experience with that, uh, to come in and talk to us. So that's what you're about to hear uh, through digital airwaves, of course. He was not in our studio. Yeah, he was kind enough to join us over Zoom, and we got mm-hmm. to talk to him for a good half hour, 40 minutes about his experience on the show and also his experience doing milk commercials. Yeah, his origin. Fascinating. A yeah. got milk. What an archive, right? Of the got milk era. Yeah, he yeah. got in. He got in the got milk game when it was good. He did. Yeah, the ground level, you'd say. A commercial directed by Michael Bay. I Straight know. from the teat. <laughs> Of Bay himself. (laughs) (laughs) My favorite part of that commercial is when the milk explodes. Explodes in his face. (laughs) And a transformer jumps out. It says, The milk. Autobots, get milk. Bumblebee. (laughs) We all know that milk does a body good. (laughs) (laughs) The Decepticons are trying to stop it. With oat milk. Got milk. (laughs) (laughs) That bullshit oat milk. Bumblebee, we have to stop it now. (laughs) <laughs> Bumblebee tuna. Uh, but Sean is a, is a great guy. I met him through TikTok and I've, I've helped promote uh, this new project that he's working on. And, and he's just the, the sweetest guy in the world. Very free, freely giving of his his knowledge about the industry and, and his talent and advice. And um, you don't meet a lot of people like that. Sean's super cool. So I was honored to have him on the show today. I hope you guys enjoy our conversation with Sean. I think that you will. Um, and we wish we just had more time with him, but he's a busy guy, busy guy. And again, really, I think it was a banger. I hope you should, I think you should check out the Twister episode. If you don't have access as, as Tom Hanks from Toy Story one would say, get some. (laughs) Is that what he would say (laughs) in Toy Story one? Yeah. When he's talking about if you don't have your moving buddy, if you don't have one, get one. one. Get one. I gotcha. I just changed the line a little bit. I don't think he ever said get some. (laughs) Maybe to Bo Peep. I'm not sure. Maybe. (laughs) Maybe. Or to himself. Get some, Woody. Get some. What happens in Andy's playroom stays in Andy's playroom. Am I right? (laughs) I don't like that sentence. (laughs) Not one bit. Ruining my childhood here. That's a very Sid thing to say, Steve. (laughs) Well. I did play with my toys. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. But yeah, but yeah, we thank you so much, Sean, for joining us because that was so cool just to be able to get to talk to him for a little bit, even if it was just for a tiny bit. We learned so many things. We did. So without further ado, enjoy. Sean Whalen, everybody. Sean, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for joining us today. Thank you for having me. Uh, we are honored. Uh, all big fans of a lot of your work. 
Um, we mentioned okay. it earlier, but I mean, you're in all kinds of stuff. Uh, it all started with people under the stairs, Wes Craven, right? Is that where it started? Well, I had a couple of guest stars before that, but that was my first film I ever did. It's like my third, third gig, third or fourth gig, but it was my first film I ever did. And people probably recognize you from all kinds of stuff. It's always sunny. Like you're all over the place, but we're here to talk yes. about Twister from 1996. Okay. And when I was watching yes. it last night, there was a couple of things that I never knew. Um, cause I, this is one of my favorite movies as I've talked about since I was a kid, I watched it dozens and dozens of times as a kid. Um, and if, I'm so dumb. I was looking at the director for a long time. I thought Jan was a woman and it's probably not even how you pronounce it. It's probably like Jan or something. How do you pronounce that? The director's Jan name? Bon. Jan. Okay. Mm-hmm. Uh, didn't know Jan also did uh, speed. Another one of my childhood favorites. Um, and I didn't know Michael Crichton was a co-writer. Did yeah. you know this, Steve? I didn't know this at all. In fact, like I was actually shocked that there were so many people involved that you've heard of. I mean, Steven Spielberg, Michael Crichton, Kathleen Kennedy as producers. These are oh, wow. these are names that are titans in the industry. And I, I, for whatever reason, I didn't know they were involved with this film. Yeah. So kudos to that. Didn't know. That. <laughs> That's like, like Steve said, these are all titans that you were working with in the late 90s here. Um, and th- watching this movie for the nth time last night, I was struck with the sheer, sheer dearth of talent, um, like of course, Philip Seymour Hoffman, um, and Bill Paxton, uh, rest in peace. Like it was, it was very sad watching them, but, um, what was your experience like just broadly, Sean? Like, I mean, you're, you're, you know, young guy, you're surrounded by all these guys running from tornadoes. Um, and even- well, I mean, I, 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 uh, had, it, it goes back to the got milk commercial, which is a big, um, Aaron Burr got milk commercial that I did back in 90, uh, 93. And, um, it was very popular. It ran all the time in California. That's one with the peanut butter, right? um, Yes. It's a very famous ad. I'm, I'm a, I'm a guy directed by Michael Bay, um, (laughs) who, um, is downing a peanut butter sandwich. His whole house is Aaron Burr and the duel and Alexander Hamilton, the whole thing. And they said, well, we're going to call a random caller for $10,000 who shot Alexander Hamilton and my phone <laughs> rings and I'm ready. And it's my whole life's work and I don't have any milk. And so I go, I can't say it. <laughs> and then uh, they keep going, what? No, try again. And I'm going, Ever, and I'm trying to pour milk and I don't have any and I get all frustrated. And then they say, we're sorry, we're good or next caller. And I just go, and like, <laughs> like um, and I got it because I guess they said everyone else, imp- they didn't have an ending. And I was the only one that improvised it. Like my life is a waste of time <laughs> where everyone else got really mad and threw stuff. And um, so uh, it was very popular. It was only running in LA, uh, only running in California and when I went to an acting class, like a year into the commercial, a girl who worked at Amblin said, your life might change soon. And I said, why? She goes, because Steven Spielberg likes your commercial. And he always uses people, young actors that he sees and, and stuff. And uh, I said, how do you know that? She goes, I work at Amblin Entertainment. So, you know, I thought, oh, wow. OK, so this was towards the end of 93 and just a little over a year later, like 14, 15 months later, I had the audition in February for Twister. And it was a Steven Spielberg executive produced. They were the most ridiculous sides in the world. They were just like, look over there, hurry. 
it's going over. It's changing course. It's a big one. You know, like yeah. there's nothing in an audition. So there was no, it's not like you're going to go, that acting was genius. He really yeah. connected to that material. Nailed you know it. I mean? like, He's crushing it. So it felt like, yeah, it felt like. He really made me want to look like, over there. there. Yeah. And, yeah. And I, and when I found out Steven Spielberg executive produced and the lady right in front of me, the, the funniest, the funniest part was there was a new Batman. I was in Batman returns, but by that time there was a new Batman. I think it was the Joel first Joel Schumacher one. Um, but they were like, yeah, and he's on the new Batman. And I almost went, no, not the new one. The, and I go, <laughs> the good Shut one. Up. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait, wait, let me deheat myself. Yeah. Let me just throw cold water on my heat. And then she said, literally turned to him and she goes, he's very hot right now in front of me. And I was like, OK, so then I left and I got it like three days later. And uh, so it was obvious that Steven Spielberg did want to use me. You know what I mean? Uh, there's no way they went, oh, that reading was superb. You know, like so. Um, and That's then when such I a got wild there, story from today's perspective, like I'm sorry to interrupt, but I'm just I'm trying to no, picture. Please. Well, I got Steven Spielberg loved me in the Michael Bay directed Got Milk commercial. Uh, <laughs> it's such a wild 2023 thing, you know. He hadn't he hadn't done a feature yet, Michael Bay. Yeah, he was doing music videos back then, right? Or maybe just commercials. Yeah, but music videos and commercials. It was before he blew anything and, up. I just like the idea of somebody just looking around like Sean Whalen is so hot right now. <laughs> I, I, that's like that classic, uh, like, uh, what was it? Zoolander, Will Ferrell, like, he's so hot right now. But it's Sean, you're so hot right now. <laughs> that's his actual life. Yeah, I mean, that was, that was so great. Like, that's the thing is. They say like an actor has a really good five years. And I think I had like a good 10. Um, they say, you know, there's there's if you're an actor for a long time, there's going to be like five years that are really popping at least, you know. And I think the 90s were mine so far. <laughs> I'm ready to ready to rock again. Let's get a second pop, um, man. But anyway, I think milk's coming back in a big way. So that'll help. <laughs> there it is. Oh, yeah. <laughs> well, here's the main thing is it worked. It 100 percent worked. It's milk consumption went up 25% because of that ad campaign. Yeah, no, for sure. So. My, my friend still talks about that commercial. We were just talking about it uh, a couple of months ago. Like that was brought up. That's why I remembered it so vividly is because he explained it to me. Andy. Uh, uh, Andy. Yeah. Like scene by scene. He went, he walked me through it. <laughs> big big <laughs> you fan. You ever seen it? Uh, yeah, I have. Yeah, I have. But it was like he had seen it many times, you know, <laughs> <laughs> Well, it's, 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 the people go like, oh, you you made that commercial. And I go, Ab 100 percent wrong. Like I walked in there. The writing was great. The, I mean, the way Michael Bay shot it was amazing. And to me, the art direction and the set design was so amazing. The way they had that loft with the smoke and the, like, where was I in this weird, like, um industrial loft somewhere that i made my house a whole you know aaron burrell it was so cool and i just was one of the pieces you know what i mean but i feel like there was so much more to it going in that was so creative and, and interesting and i literally thought i wasn't going to get it anyway because i thought well isn't it sadder i've always thought this isn't it sadder if it was a guy's whole life work so i i thought they were going to go with an older guy 100 percent I thought they'd go with someone who looks like they're in their sixties or something. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? Yeah. Like, so the joke, this was his moment. Harder. Yeah. Well, it landed. Yeah, the joke would... Go ahead. Everybody loved it. It landed. You're the guy. Yeah. So, so, uh, anyway, 
So when I got there, there was definitely some insecurity because I had just seen Spanking the Monkey and there was Jeremy Davies <laughs> sitting next to me in the van. Yeah. I loved that movie. Um, and I thought he was brilliant in it. Um, I knew Alan, I wasn't a huge, like it wasn't, I wasn't like, Oh my God, Ferris Bueller. You know, like it was a little, I was a little older than that with like the, the core group. I was in my twenties when it came out and then, um, but I knew exactly who he was. And then, um, I didn't really know Phil. I didn't really know. I didn't know a lot of people. Um, I knew Helen from her TV show and I was like, you know, I had a crush on her. I thought she was gorgeous and very mm -hmm. cool. I think a and lot then, of people uh, did for sure. Yeah. I, mean, <laughs> I still definitely do. Yeah. So. I was, I, if, that's so funny. I was tweeting it last love, night. If you didn't love her and mad about you, you're insane. <laughs> mm -hmm. She was adorable, you know? Yeah. Um, and then uh, I do remember early on and Phil and I became good friends after this. Like we were really good friends, but early on I was like, yeah, I was, I think I'm, I was in a milk commercial. It was really good. And I go, yeah, I think I know that. And he goes, well, that's not really acting. It's kind of like a bit. And I went, oh, ouch. Um, but oh, no. <laughs> he totally apologized for that later on. You tried doing it with peanut butter. Yeah. It's, it's hard <laughs> to act with all that in your mouth. Yeah, for sure. Shakespeare schmakespeare. <laughs> peanut butter's hard. <laughs> Well, how was it like but, uh, uh, being in, in Twister? I mean, you're you're like working with some such great talent in that film. I mean, everybody literally in that movie has like gone on to have like incredible careers, including yourself. And it's like, what was it like on the ground during production uh, during this movie with with all this talent surrounding you? Well, first, like I said, the, the, the reason I succeeded in this business and I tell my students this, so I was ignorant. I was I was not savvy and that's why i did well because i just had fun i didn't sit there and go man if i don't get this this could really lead to this you know i didn't do any of that and i was like "Ooh, these people and did it like i i didn't know anybody really that much i mean i knew alan was in ferris bueller that's it like i didn't really know that many people um and you know i was feeling definitely a little overwhelmed knowing that i was there from a commercial and some of these other people were coming well you know jeremy davis just did spanking the monkey where he's the lead in a sundance lauded film and you were um, with the guy from aliens you know you were with the guy from aliens that had to be like a yeah yeah but i didn't even realize that was the same guy <laughs> that's awesome i can't picture that it's so funny and i guess philip seymour hoffman probably was uh, nobody then too so yeah you were just like a bunch of guys he had only done scent of a woman he was he was hot on scent of a woman mm -hmm. That was his big like breakout that people go, who is this kid? And then, I don't know if you guys know this, but the guy who played Belzer is the writer and director of Tar. Uh, oh, oh, really? Yeah, the Best Picture yeah. nominated film. I did not know that. Yeah. Which so, which character was that? Uh, uh, they called him Belzer. His name's Tim Lewis, but his his name was Belzer. Well, he was. Uh, what, what was his role? His big line was his big line that people love. He goes, "That's not a moon. That's a space station." Yeah. <laughs> he was kind of like oh, gotcha. Guy. Gotcha. Uh, but it was perfectly then, cast. Like you guys all did so well, it, it, like your own little idiosyncratic niches. Like I was when I was watching it last night again, there's a line that Alan Ruck has um, when when Aunt Meg is being rescued from the house. And she's like, I'll drive myself. And he's like, just the way he delivers that line. 
uh, honey, your car's in a tree around the corner. Like that's, <laughs> it's such yeah. an Alan thing. Uh, and I, I love this yeah, movie yeah, yeah. so much. Anyway. Well, I, I think that, that the key is, well, the weird thing was when I got on TikTok, no one was talking about the tornadoes. You know, everyone, of course, everyone would say there's a cow, whatever. But mm. mostly everyone's quoting our lines. So the real, this is my theory years later. I got in the car with Alan and I just got out of an acting class and I had my notebook of all my notes and my character. And I go, who are we to each other? And Alan, and it sounds crappy when I say it, but he said it in a loving way. He said, how about Sean and Alan in a truck? And I went, well, and he goes, listen, this is, and this is, look, it was a money grab. It was speed had done well. ILM guys wanted to, wanted a challenge because they just did dinosaurs and they go, what's harder than a dinosaur, a tornado. They just knew speed and they knew if they did a tornado movie, it would have to be like a roller coaster. So Jan de Bont was perfect for that. Yeah. And Crichton had always done some, you know, science out of control, obviously Jurassic mm. Park and all that other stuff. So they went to him. There was so, there was no script when we got there, like <laughs> that was super tangible. Um, wow. We had, we came up with so many things like it was more about the business of it than it was the creativity. So when the ILM stuff, they'd come down and show us the things and they looked insane. So we just sat there and went, no one's coming to see Jurassic Park because they're huge Laura Dern fans, right? Right. They're going to see dinosaurs. And so Alan was like, dude, we're the Goonies looking up in the sky and commenting on the dinosaurs. That's it. And I think we all felt that way. So it made us completely relaxed mm. and just be fun with each other because we we knew it wasn't about us. So what's odd is years later, everybody talks about us and not the tornado. Yeah, it worked. I mean, that's so, there's so many. It's funny you say there was no script when you got there because there's some zingers in this movie that that work. You know what I mean? Almost 30 years later, they do like the writing. Guy, OK, so Jeff Nathanson was our on that set writer. He wrote Catch Me If You Can. Mm. Love that movie. Um, he wrote, uh, he's worked with a lot of people. He was hired to write Speed 2, unfortunately. <laughs> but he, um, he he's worked with, you know, he wrote the Grayskull, the Indiana Jones. He's a very big writer, but he was on set and they would have him write lines because when that, in the script, it says, Bill pulls up into the Storm Chasers getting ready. That's it. So that whole opening stuff, he came over, he goes, you guys in charge of the, the directions, right? He goes, okay, so you say something about the maps and then you just, here, here's your lines. You just say that. And we, me and Alan looked at it, we go, oh, okay, okay. And we just did the fold the maps thing. And I, more than you're the milk guy, I get, hey, fold the maps more than anything. <laughs> and that was literally like 10 seconds on one day Yeah. that I didn't even know when people started saying that on TikTok, I go, fold what? Maps. <laughs> and they were like, I don't remember if you blacked you know, out. Yeah. I don't remember you said that. I don't that. even remember any of that. And they're like, oh, Bob's Road. Someone gave sent me a sign that said Bob's Road. And I go, I don't no idea what this is. Like, I don't know. <laughs> that but, is you know, because they were all now. thrown at us like that. And then Jan would be in a truck and he goes, Okay, okay, talk about the talk about this. Talk about, you know, and we'd be like, blah, 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 you know, like just kind of going and stuff. So um, and so, you know, the script was forming, you know, we get new pages every day and stuff, but, but like just that whole opening section, they had to introduce us in completely different ways. Uh -huh. And, uh, so, I mean, I think that was it. And so a lot of people also say food, food, you know, and me and Phil yeah. are going like this, yeah. we did that all the time. We hung out on set all the time. 
and uh, I mean, offset and went antiquing. So it was me, Joey Slotnick, Phil and Jeremy Davies. We'd all go out together antiquing and hang out. And um, oh, so we would always do this to each other all the time. And if you see at the end, Joey Slotnick and Jeremy Davies doing rock, paper, scissors. We did that all the time. Yeah. When you he's laying on the ground at the end. Yeah. So we basically. Yeah, I was wondering what that was. We just brought ourselves like the stuff that we would do. That's awesome. It's definitely, you can definitely read it on, on camera. It's, and I think that's why everybody kind of falls in love with this movie is because you can see that, that genuine connection you guys had on and off screen. Yeah. Well, cause we just, we just said, you know what, it's not, there's no, we're not creating like this huge arc and these, you know, pivotal, you know, it's right. just, let's just hang out and, and do our thing. You know, I still, held on to my little backstory and I did my work and, and still had an, uh, a point of view that I locked into, uh, as Sanders, you know, mm -hmm. I had a young wife, I was still in graduate, you know, just ended college. I was probably like, or just in the middle of college, like 19 or 20, like I had my old backstory and my attitude towards rabbit and the whole thing. So I still had that stuff, but I just kind of relaxed and played with it, you know, mm -hmm. kept it simple. And that's what I think everybody kind of liked. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. Getting to know yourself can be a lifelong process, especially because we're always growing and changing. Every five years, I look back and I'm like, I don't even know that guy. I don't like that guy. My values have changed completely. And that's a good thing. That means I'm growing as a person. You know, I learn new things about myself all the time when I look back and things that used to be okay with me no longer are. I maybe want to want something completely different out of life. And therapy is all about deepening your self-awareness and understanding because sometimes we don't know what we want or the why we react the way we do until we talk through things. BetterHelp connects you with a licensed therapist who can take you on that journey of self-discovery from wherever you're at right now. And that can be a tough thing to find. I work in the mental health field, have for many years. And even then, looking for a therapist can be an exhausting process, especially dealing with all the ins and outs of insurance. And eventually you're just like, ah, I just won't worry about it, right? But what BetterHelp does is it connects you online. It's all entirely online. You can shop through different therapists to, to try to meet your needs. And then you can switch therapists rather easily if you're not jiving with the one that you've got. And I personally have, this is, this is me getting real for a second. I've been trying to talk myself into securing a therapist for myself for a long time, like multiple years. I still, to this day, have not done it. I have no personal experience with therapy, except maybe you could call it group therapy with the 12 step stuff that I do, but I've got like severe anxiety, all kinds of shit going on. And I know that I need a therapist. And so I really like this sponsor, just connecting people easily right where they're at, right in their home with something that they probably desperately need. It's a, it's, a, it's such a, I don't know if you saw the quote on the, uh, don't worry, darling press tour, uh, with, uh, I know I'm going way around here. <laughs> uh, but it was, I think it was Harry Styles. He said in an interview and, you know, people make fun of him for this, but it's kind of a thing now where they were like, so what was it like? He's like, the favorite thing I like about the movie is that it's a movie and it's a soundbite oh, people yeah. make fun of now. But 
That's what I was thinking about watching this last night. I was like, this is just a fucking movie movie. Like, you know what I mean? The score, it's got this like uh, Jerry Bruckheimer movie score for no reason, but it works. Like when they're chasing the tornado and it's just like, mm-hmm. dun, 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 like it's Pirates of the Caribbean or something. That's exactly Caribbean. what I thought. Yeah. 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 Everything just kind of and like everybody's clever and, and you've got the Jonas, like this douchebag villains and uh, this crazy hippie cast of like cool cats you want to hang out with. Uh, like this, the sexual energy between Helen Hunt and Bill Paxton is great. Like everything just fits in this perfect puzzle. And like you like you said, it was just a cash grab, maybe. But they had all these dynamite elements to just make the movieest yeah. fucking movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and I think that's why they chose the young talent that they did, because yeah. they thought, OK, we'll take care of that. I mean, it's like with Vince Vaughn in, in the Jurassic Park two or three or whatever he loved. He loved swingers. And so he put Vince Vaughn in in one of the uh jurassic parks he mm-hmm. used to do that all the time Vince he never Vaughn is in one of the spots. jurassic parks steve yeah he's in the lost world jurassic park the second sequel yeah. the first sequel yeah from 97 i yeah. haven't seen two in so long yeah he's the Greenpeace yeah. guy but, but that's what spielberg used to do he was known for that so he never used stars and so when he started to use i think could he the first star he worked with i think was tom hanks and saving private ryan mm-hmm. but it's because of jeremy davies on the set of twister and that he put he was doing a deal while there with his wife kate capshaw to be in this independent movie that jeremy davies did um that i loved but it didn't really get that much press or anything but that's how spielberg got to know jeremy better and put him in saving private ryan it must be so awesome to be spielberg you're just like (laughs) watching tv at home in your underwear and you're like uh, who's that, that one. Who's that guy? That's my next. Call him. <laughs> bring, yeah, him call that guy. bring him to me. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yes, sir. Like he just says so, a yeah, butler. It's crazy. And I just, I just did the, I did a TikTok about the whole story about how he tried to put me in Men in Black, which was an amazing part, but it got written off like it. Oh, it I was going to say, was it Vincent D'Onofrio's part? Because I could see you doing that. Oh, it was Tommy Lee Jones' assistant as a tired alien, but I moved at the speed of light. So he would <laughs> he would pour a cup of he'd pour a cup of coffee, and Will Smith would be like, "What are you doing? What are you doing?" And I'll be like, Shh! "And I had the cup, and I'm like, would you like cream with that? You know?" <laughs> and I'd be right there at an instant. He like had a great thing with checking in the aliens, really deadpan, going, you know, like. It was so great. I mean, it was the best part. Like I read it going, this is going to change my career. I closed the deal on a Friday and wrote it out over the weekend. Uh, so Monday. Was oh, fun. no. Missed opportunity. So, oh, my God. And then the uh, um, the. Uh, um, well, they made a huge mistake because you were hot. Then. You already. I know. The accountant said you already paid him. So you got to put him in. So they just threw me in the background in one little scene. But after that, I didn't get any anointing from Spielberg. He gave me a couple shots and unfortunately they didn't pan out as big, but I definitely got heat from being in Twister. I mean, for the next four or five years, it, it just, the work was easy peasy because they knew me from Twister. So, you know, those are the things you, you always look for those moments that you can milk for several years and then you can <laughs> find the next one. Milk. You know? <laughs> I see what you did there. <laughs> you literally milked it, man. Um, Ooh, get it. Yeah. Uh, I had heard a lot about how the filming of Twister could be difficult at times. Like uh, I, there was a story I read where there was like special lamps they used to create. I guess I guess it was to create the green look of 
the storm coming, but yeah, it like burned their eyes. For a few days. Yeah. It was, did, do you have a experience where like, it was just a really rough shoot or was it, or, or because, because you weren't the, you weren't Bill Paxton and Helen Hunt in the action that often you were mostly in the safety of the truck with Alan. Did you, did you have any wild stories like that? Yeah. In the, um, the hail scene. So when it's hailing and we're all running around trying to set stuff up in the hail. Yeah. Uh, it's the guy, I mean, you know, it's kind of like you're, you know, the carnies where, you know, you go up to a state fair and the guy's like, you're going to be safe. Don't worry. You're like, Okay. Um, same guy running the ice machine. He goes, they're all small pieces. Don't worry. About <laughs> so I'm on a, I'm on a van trying to hit like a solar, you know, radio, uh, you know, a sonar, whatever um, dish. And I'm like, you know, up on there and then going, do, 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 do. poor Jamie Kurtz was breastfeeding and she had huge pieces of ice just hitting her right in the chest. And like, it was mm. like, it was brutal and we're getting rained on and hails being shot on us. And so I was up there going like that. And I literally remember looking up and just going, Oh, that's way too big. And it just went woo and just knocked me on the head. And I went, Whoa. And I fell off the top of the van. I was dizzy. I was laying on the ground and I was getting hit and I just dove in the van and curled up and it was going, do, 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 you know, and then it, they all cut, they came over, there was blood coming down my head. Luckily I didn't need stitches and oh, I wow. you know, put it on and, and, uh, and, you know, it's not it's because it's such a huge moving machine. It's not like, hold on, Sean's got a cut. You know what I mean? They're like, all right, uh, put him on. You OK? You, yeah. We need to take him to the doctor. No, we don't. Know. OK, great. 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 Pass him up yeah. And, uh, yeah. We're going to move on to the next thing. Check you know, the game. Don't have time. <laughs> and then I was seriously when I saw the movie, I go, really? I bled for this movie, literally. And you don't tend to shoot me what a great shot like me falling off the thing yeah they didn't use the tape they didn't even yeah. make the cut that's got to be the worst it wasn't exciting enough yeah <laughs> we're too busy uh, so over i was there bitter about that Bill i was and like Helen. come on man hmm. oh no i, I thought it, you would have said it was in the scene um i actually got a, a dm last night about how it was this guy's favorite scene because i was talking about it on on twitter but um you guys are like hiding in the oil change station, you know, when the tornado actually hits them at the drive-in. Um, yes. It's such a wild scene. It's so funny to me because Jamie Gertz's character is freaking out the whole, as she should be like watching this as an adult the <laughs> whole know. time. I'm like, poor Melissa. I know, poor right? Melissa. They're all treating her like <laughs> shit. And like Bill Paxton the whole time he's like, it's okay. I'm like, dude, a car just flew through the wall. <laughs> right. She is reacting adequately. Yeah. You are not, you know, uh, yeah. 100%. Um, but it, that looked like a, a rough shoot. Like they're just like, we're going to throw a bunch of shit at you. Lay in the hole, you know, <laughs> well, a lot of it was a lot of it was like the thing that hits preacher. That was all CGI. Right. Um, Great scene. But the only thing honestly was when you'd finish a take on that, everybody would go, mm, you know, just tons of dust and debris. Mm. You know? Um, cause they were blowing stuff at us while we were in there. Um, but yeah, that wasn't as bad as the hail, but it was, it was pretty bad. <laughs> right. And, and we were towards the end and everyone was tired and cranky. A couple of fist fights almost broke out between a couple of actors. So, oh, no. uh, 
There was there was definitely some actors who did not get along with other actors. Mm-hmm. Well, said. we're not going to ask you for the uh, tea. We're not that kind of show. No, you can volunteer. Yeah. No, no, no. But I mean, <laughs> if you want to share, you can. <laughs> it was, uh, but it's it's listen. It's different styles of of you know. It's a craft, right? Yeah. And it's just like saying, "Oh, a doctor." Well, no. There's a pediatrician. There's a this. This is that. The same as actors is that there's people who go work outside, like Tom Hanks will famously say, you know, I worked outside in until I got to Philadelphia and then I started working inside out. Um, actors will know what I mean. Like you feel the emotion. So, you know, there's people who say move, be it, then then it will slowly seep into you. And then the other people say, if you live it and believe it, then you'll just see the physicality on the outside. So it's two different ways. So there's all different ways, different ways to handle your career. Are you more of an artist? Are you more of a business person? There's so many tangents and, you know, there's strong personalities in that little pit. So, you know, that had definitive ideas on how they approach things. So, you know, but for the most part, I mean, the super fun story on that last week is we had a lot of per diem and, um, meaning that's the money we get. And we couldn't spend it because we were shooting all night, sleeping all day. So there's no, mm-hmm. so we all just had these big wads of cash. And so I remember us sitting there like betting on who could take a pebble and who could hit it on a pole near the gas station oh, and funny. all this stuff. And it kept on going up and it was Todd Fields who always messed with me. He always messed with me in a fun, like older brother way. He would go, I bet you Sean Whalen won't dance naked on a truck. <laughs> and I said, yeah, I won't. And they said, I said, my wife doesn't want me to do that. And then and then he said, no, but you might if the price is right. So he starts getting people and it went up to like twelve hundred bucks. <laughs> and I remember that's going, a lot of money. That is a lot of money. Yeah, I don't think my wife will mind twelve hundred bucks cash, which, of course, she didn't. She's like, well, did you get paid? <laughs> <laughs> but I remember like and we were they were shooting something over here and the, the crew was over there. So I had to get up on a van for and for dance naked for 30 seconds. The only thing I could keep on was my shoes. So I wouldn't slip and fall. Yeah, that makes sense. So yeah, totally. I jumped up on the van. I danced around. And I just remember the crew, like they were so busy. And they went, hey, hey. And the crew's like doing stuff over here. They're like, and they go like this. They go, all right, let's get <laughs> You know, they're like, uh, we have a massive budget movie to make. And the skinny guy that's naked, <laughs> endowed like an Irishman, is not going to make us cue you know. the hail. Right, <laughs> right. <laughs> Wild. So stuff. that was super fun. Like that was that was like was super bonding. You know things like that, and it was great. Like Todd was like, "You're really funny. Like you're going to do well in comedy in the future." And he's, a, I think his, I think he's brilliant. All the movies he's done, I've liked. Yeah, Tar was one of my favorite movies last year. It was, it's an incredible movie. Yeah, now see that is you know what I got, Chris. But you're you and I fall in this category. They said super pretentious. Could be all my friends were like so pretentious. It was so pretentious, and I go, it's the world of high art. Yeah, that it's supposed to be. I'm okay with that. It's supposed to be pretentious. I've never been I mean? accused of not being a douchebag. I'm all right with that. I just I'm resigned yeah. to it now. Well, that's what I said. I said, look, I mean, I go. <laughs> If I was a restaurant, if I tasted the finest wines around the world, then I will probably have a more sophisticated palate than you do. Sure. And that's not trying to be insulting. That's just trying to say that I'm at a level where I can appreciate that movie without it being just simply going, oh, they're, you know, I mean, the shots, the way he shot it, 
her performance. I mean, it was just, it was amazing. Yeah. It's one of those movies. I think you can watch it four or five times and get something different out of it like that, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, But again, uh, amazing breadth of talent in this movie. Philip Seymour Hoffman um, is near and dear to me as somebody who's in recovery. Um, And he was my favorite actor for a long time. It's just, it's such a fun movie to watch and revisit. Um, And I'm sure being on set was a blast, but speaking of being on set, you're about to be on set yes. again soon before we get you to, you know, before you have to get out of here. Just tell us what you're working on these days. Let everybody know what to look forward to and how, how they can help. Yeah. So um, I am doing a creature feature horror comedy, a term that my brilliant producer, Phyllis Rose, came up with, which encapsulates it perfectly. Um, it's a creature feature horror comedy, I guess, where um, a lonely guy that used to be a child actor collects all the leftover socks from the dryer. And when he um, is, oh, and he wipes all his bodily fluids on him. And when he gets bullied one day, he cries in the pile of socks and the tears of the tear of pain that comes out of his eye lands on the sock creature and the sock creature turns into a little monster who will avenge all of Vegas's issues. And uh, that's the character name. And instead of Little Shop of Horrors, where Seymour discovers it and is horrified, my character goes, this makes me feel a little better, actually. You know, my uh, getting me out of my depression and uh, to have someone support me in that odd sock monster way. So uh, it's fun. It's silly. You know, it's it's a blast. And um, I had a lot of different producers look at it. They all liked the script. They all wanted to do it. But Ultimately, they all wanted to change it and make it, you know, palatable for everybody. But I'm not making it for everybody. I'm making it for people, you know, that don't think, you know, on a different level, it would be, you know, uh, like Tar being pretentious. You know what I mean? If we made a movie like that, it would be for those people. Or this is for people who have appreciated my comedy, appreciated my horror, and who love my favorite cheesy movie is Sleepaway Camp, Mac and Me. Like, I love those. Tammy and the T-Rex. <laughs> I love those. They're cheesy. They're bad cheesy. Um, I'm not going out to make a bad movie at all, um, but I'm. I want a cult movie. My wife loves Rocky Horror Picture Show. Um, I came in People Under the Stairs, which tons of people love, but that's a cult movie. So I'm trying to build a a community because the horror fans that love their movies love them. Like when I did the Texas Chainsaw Massacre game, I had no idea. The, the, the love and adoration for the Texas Chainsaw Massacre original. Then I finally saw it and I went, okay, I get it, you know? Uh, and I'm making a fun movie. You're out with friends. You have an adult gummy, an adult beverage, whatever, or you're just with your family ready to laugh and you sit down and you watch that movie and then you go tell your friends about it and then they tell their friends. It's not going to be because you read a billboard on Sunset Boulevard. It's going to be because you told your friends how great and fun right. this is. And that's what I'm trying to make is a cult movie. So I'd have to sit down with my investors, potential investors. And they're like, so how big do you think the returns are? And I go, I don't know, but it'll be word of mouth, but it'll stick around. A cult movie doesn't make a lot of money in the first week and then drop off. It just sticks around for a long time. Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm trying to make. So it's got legs, uh, baby. And so um, we, we, we finished our campaign officially, but we did so well that it's called um, trending and on trending, you can still contribute to the movie. So you can go to Indiegogo.com and be a part of cinematic history. And why do I say that? 
um, on TikTok, people all the time and it was on that said, you should be in bigger movies. You should have bigger parts. You should, you know, why are you, why aren't you in bigger of things? And now I, so I took care of that. I'm the lead in it. I'm directing it. I co-wrote it and I'm producing it. So instead of people just saying that people actually showed up and donated and that was really nice. So, um, that's, so it's Indiegogo.com. Um, and you just go to crust and you can be a part of movie history. Also that's movie history, but also Alan Ruck and I, speaking of Twister, it's the first time we've acted together since, um, Twister. We haven't acted together since 95. So it's the first time in, uh, you know, 28 years that we've been together on screen. So that's really fun. Uh, and me and Rebecca Kennedy, who's also like a horror character actress that plays creepy like I do. First time we've ever been love interests. It's cinematic history in a new in a new way. Um, so you can be a part of it. Just get a special thanks and, you know, 25 bucks and your name's on the movie for the rest of eternity. So, yeah, there's all kinds of cool stuff on there. And, and I want to let everybody, I've read the script. It's a super fun movie. Like, it's going to be a blast. I'm excited for it. Sean. You're an amazing uh, talent. I can't wait to see what you do with that film. Hopefully I can make it out the set. That'd be awesome. Um, oh, I, I'd love that. And I'm just honored that you you came on our little podcast here. Um, I'm sure everybody had a blast listening to you. Our, our, our little rooms expiring and stuff. And I want to let you get back no, to I got you. fancy man stuff, whatever you guys do over there with your milk and whatnot. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always honored to talk to you. Thank you for coming out, man. It's been a blast. Thank, Thank you. Thank you, guys. And, 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 and you said last night, oh, you won't be proud of me. I said, I'm always proud if you do any right. Yeah, Sean Tech checks in with me on my screenplay. You did some writing today, and I'm like, eh, a little bit. Nice. A couple dumb words. Uh, <laughs> we real support. I appreciate that, man. It means hey, a lot to anything's, me. Anything's better than nothing. So. That's right. Well, thank you so much. All right. Have a great day, guys. Thanks. Thanks, thank Sean. You. Sniper Tone here, and I've been instructed by the boys via radio to read you the brand new patrons in the month of March. These are people who have an extra set of mirth in their hearts, and they are truly the last line of defense between streaming things and a total economic collapse. So in the Try Before Deny section, I want to thank Luke and Sarah, Conrad and Trey Barrera. In the Marty B VIP section, we're we're thanking Tamara. Oh, old Tony's gonna mispronounce this one, that's for sure. Jeer Latanowitz. Oh, I mispronounced that just like I misfire my rifle. Brianna Bernard, we thank you. Elizabeth Palmer, Josh Stitch, and John Ricker. Oh, thank you all so much. In the chocolate pudding producer sections, we have Lair Gillis. Maha Axholt. I probably missed that one too. Uh, thank you to Jordan C., Kelly Shartner, Natalie Cleland, Sonny. Oh, it has not been sunny here in quite some time. Thank you to Wayne Yopst. Oh, I think the world has passed Tony by. Tony does not know what that word is. Yopst. Uh, thank you to Shotzi, Brock Boric, Alicia Takahashi, Gabe, Quentin Vassa, Teresa Schwimmer, and Rob Westendorf. And last but not least, we have our friends don't lie to thank. Those friends are Taj Allah 
and Melissa Worcester. You know what old Tone used to shoot a war a win a Worcester back in his day? Or was it a Winchester? I don't know. I'm sniper tone and my mind is frail. I gotta get back to protecting Kansas City. What? It's already on fire. Oh, Tony, you done it again.